0: Welcome back to the Expressions of Destiny podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to welcome you. Today is actually Sunday. Um, And if you've been listening for a while, you know that I usually record on Tuesdays and Fridays. But um, today, I really just wanted to come and just pour out my heart and encourage you. Um, It has been about three weeks now since I've done an episode. And um, life just kind of hit hard and... Um and this this may be a tough episode for me but I really want you to leave this episode you know hearing everything that I say and being encouraged and uplifted um because I've I have learned a lot in these past 3 weeks. Um so I, I really just want to tell you a story. And I want to start off by saying I want to dedicate this episode to my brother Eddie. Um and and I'll share a little bit of his story on here. Actually, I'm probably going to share a lot, and there's so much I can't share everything, but um, but I want to dedicate it to him just so that it'll help bring healing um, to my family, to our friends, to your families, to anyone who has lost a loved one. Um, so let's just get into this. Um, I want to start off by telling you exactly how I knew God was pressing on my heart and it was um actually Easter Easter uh, April 9th my family and I we were out at the beach and um which is what we usually do on Sundays that's our time with God and um you know every Sunday we go out there and we spend time with our father and and we just thank him for everything he's doing we just we love on him and we allow him to love back on us and that particular Sunday you know Easter is usually... Um, either cloudy or it's raining or it's drizzling and that's exactly how it was at the beach. It was uh, just a little mist but the waves were rolling in rough and you know the skies were getting dark and it was early in the morning and you know I just I felt this uneasiness in my spirit and I just kept thinking about my brother. Um, If you don't know Eddie and, and I'm assuming there are some people listening that that have known us for a really long time and but if you don't know Eddie, he um, he was a truck driver for 31 years, and um, he loved driving his truck. He saw this entire nation. I mean, that was the joy in his life, was to drive. And so, um, back in 2018, he became really sick. I was probably starting to get sick before then, and, um, and ultimately, he ended up with sepsis, which took him off his truck and, and began this journey of... Just really desiring and striving to go back to what he loved, but he knew at this point he was either going to have to fight for it, or it just may not happen. And so we continue to pray for him. And um, he was diabetic as well. And just throughout the years, from that point on, he began to experience kidney failure. He he um, had some of his toes amputated, and then they amputated uh, his leg. Um, They were about to amputate other toes just because of the infection and everything that uh, was building up in his body. Um, He had four heart attacks, multiple surgeries. Um, He was on dialysis daily. But the one thing that I would watch my brother do is he would fight. He would fight every single day because... Life was so important to him. When everybody else around me was complaining, griping, you know, talking about their ailments and and their sicknesses and everything, which, you know, I totally understand. I get it. We go through things in life and it really brings us down. Um, it weakens our body. It weakens our spirit. It weakens our heart, our mind. It just weakens us but eddie wasn't one to be weakened and eddie would go from having a heart attack to being home in a couple of days from the hospital and there were times they would keep him just to monitor him but he he was a fighter a true fighter i remember getting phone calls from him just random phone calls and he'd say i'm back in the hospital again You've been praying for me, haven't you? <laughs> and it was our little joke because he'd say, quit praying for me because every time you pray for me, something else happens. And I would tell him back, well, you need to tell the people that are praying without faith to stop because I'm the reason why you're getting out of the hospital. And we would just laugh and, and joke about that. Um, he loved telling jokes. He would walk up to people in the grocery store and he'd tell them, or wherever he was at, I, I just use that as one example, but he'd say, well, I'm on my last leg. <laughs> and he'd be standing there with an amputated leg. And most people didn't know how to respond to that, you know, but he, he would have to say, I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. And then they would laugh. He knew how to take something that we would probably allow to take us down. He knew how to take it and, and laugh about it, even though it still hurt. And so I I watched my brother, you know, go from hospital stay back to home, hospital stay back to home. And we would talk and, you know, he would just be getting out of the hospital. And then the next day he'd be out running errands with his wife. And I'd say, Eddie, aren't you supposed to be home? I don't want to be home. I want to be out. And you would think, you know, that he'd be at home recovering and not able to move. And no, he was going to live his life. So going back to Easter, I um, I just felt the Lord pressing on my heart, just saying, "Just you gotta see your brother." And so I kept telling my husband, "I got, I I gotta see my brother. I just have to see him. I hadn't seen him in years, although we talked on the phone. I hadn't physically been there with him because we're in different states, and I just hadn't. There's no excuse for it. I just hadn't seen him in years, and I, I just kept saying, "I gotta see my brother," and so. If I had ignored that pressing on my heart to move and to act, I wouldn't have seen my brother. And so later on that week, that was the ninth, later on that week, I started looking for for flights. And, and I just knew I needed to go. And I called my mom and I said, you know, if I go, can I, can I meet you in, in San Antonio and we'll drive to Oklahoma together? Or if I can't find a, a flight out to there, can I meet you in, in Oklahoma And we did it whatever we could to get there. And then the very next day, um, after visiting with him, he had been having a rough night. And my sister immediately jumped on a plane and came to see him. And it was just so beautiful to see everybody rushing to his side, knowing that God had placed an urgency in each one of us to be there, get there, Can you imagine or think about all the times in your life, in my life, that we felt God pressing on our heart to do something and we didn't do it? And later on we find out there was a reason. Or maybe we even live with regret because we didn't act on what God told us to do. I'm just here to tell you and remind you today that when God presses on your heart, move. Move. Because I wouldn't have had the blessing that I had to spend four days with my brother before it was time for him to go home. This was the hospital stay that he was not going to go to his physical home to, but he was going to end up going to his heavenly home, his eternal home. So friends, when God says move, move. If you feel a pressing on your heart, just move. And I'm going to share a little bit more about that in a moment. But um, going back to the four days that we were there, we were there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And that time was so precious with him. Not to mention the time with my sister that I haven't spent much time with. You know, Again, we're in different states. Um, not to mention the precious time I had with my mother the precious time that I had with my aunt who lives there, you know, we don't realize the many blessings that are behind the one action that we take when God says go. So if there's something that God is pressing on your heart to do right now, listen to it. Listen and move. The whole time that we were there, my brother was... (laughs) Always concerned about everybody else. If he did something he wasn't supposed to, and the nurse says, no, 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 don't do that, he would say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He was constantly telling every doctor, every nurse that came in, thank you so much for everything you're doing for me, or I appreciate you. In all of his pain, in all of his suffering, he was wanting to give thanks to everybody else who was taking care of him. I can go on and on about Eddie. Um, Well, let me tell you one more thing. (laughs) Like I said, we're just talking today. And I pray this bless you. But my brother had a TikTok account that not not a whole lot of people knew about. But the ones that needed to know about it. And watched. I know he blessed them. Because in the past weeks, I've gone back and read some of the comments on his videos. And his videos were always um, either of him getting out of the hospital or him going into the hospital. And he was kind of using this platform to tell his story, as a lot of people do. Um, his first videos were, you know, of his trucks um, and his driving days, but a lot of his videos, he would get on there, and he would tell them, well, I'm in the hospital again. You know, this and that has happened, and and I went through this, and um, they're going to keep me. But then he would always go into... Talking about trucking, the thing that he loved and, t- and making sure to raise awareness To all of the drivers out there To take care of theirself. He would tell them what he had been through And he would remind them, take care of yourself Eat right Do the things you know you're supposed to Don't allow these things to creep up on you Especially on the road He was always worried about everybody else and that was his way of, of giving back and still having purpose, even off of the road. You know, and I remember we talked one day and I said, Eddie, I know you want to get back in that truck, but look at what you're doing now. Keep making your videos, keep talking to the people because somebody out there needs to hear what you have to say. And it's so important that when we have people in our life who feel like, their purpose is up because, for whatever reason, they can't go and do the thing that they love to do. That we remind them that they still have purpose, it's just a different season. And he kept making those videos, he didn't make as many towards the end. But he would maybe I'll share some one day on our other social media accounts. But he would have his wife take videos of him walking with his prosthetic, you know. Weeks after being amputated, or uh, I can't say weeks, but from the moment that they had his prosthetic ready, he was up and walking. He was doing everything he could to make sure that he wasn't going to be kept down. How many of us can say that we fight like that? I know I can't, but I sure did learn these past several months through everything that he's been through. Several years, really through all this time he taught me several things and i want to share that with you now he taught me to don't wait to tell or show people that you love them no that's very cliche because how many times have we heard people say that don't wait until it's too late to show people that you love them you know don't wait to tell them tell them every chance you can you get but how many times do we really do that because life gets so busy and, and time passes, and then years pass, and before you know it, you haven't spoken to someone in so long. He would call me at just random times, and sometimes I couldn't answer because I was in the middle of a, an exam or, um, you know, doing a, uh, an assignment that I had to get done that was timed and, and had a, a deadline but I learned real quick to call him back the first moment that I got because I began to feel like I don't know if I'm going to have very many more moments with him and then the regret would sit in because I thought why didn't I do this before but he also taught me we can't live with regrets we just have to take the time that we have take that time and just embrace it so whatever time you have left with your loved ones take it right now One of those ways was um, just to call and text, even if you didn't expect anything in return. I'm guilty of it, of feeling like sometimes why do I even text certain individuals if I know they're not even going to respond to me. I did that for years, and it wasn't until recently, maybe in the past two years, I learned just to go ahead and just text. Because even if they didn't respond back to me, it was okay. Okay. It was so important for me to just let them know that I loved them and that I cared about them and I was praying for them. And so I started doing that. Sometimes people would respond and sometimes people wouldn't and that's okay. Because guess what? They hear you. They see it. They may be going through something in their life where maybe they don't don't feel an urgency to respond. Maybe... They're hurting, and they don't know how to share that. There are so many things that keep us hidden and secluded in our own personal life that we just don't want to get into, and so we avoid any type of communication with other people. But the power in them knowing that you are at least thinking of them, that you love them, that, you're, that they are on your heart and that you're praying for them could be the very thing that pulls them out of that pit in the moment where they need it. So I'm here to tell you today, if there is a moment in your day where someone pops into your mind, I don't care if you haven't talked to them in five years, ten years, whatever it is, or maybe you talked to them yesterday. But if they pop into your mind and God presses on your heart to reach out, just send them a message. It doesn't have to be a phone call. And I've learned that. I've learned how important and how special that is. Just send them a message. And if you never hear from them again, or maybe it takes time, it's okay. Because we don't need anything in return when we're just giving the love that we have for that individual. (laughs) So let me give you a fair warning. If you're listening to this and we know each other, And one day you just get a random text or a message on social media or however it is that I'm able to get in contact with you. If it's random and you're like, whoa, I haven't heard from this person in so long, just receive it. You don't have to text me back if you don't feel it in your heart to do so. You don't have to start a long conversation. Or you can if you want to. But I just needed to tell you that I love you and that I appreciate you. And that I'm thinking of you. Because I may not know what you're going through and you may need to hear that in that moment. So if you get something from me, that would be the reason why. Because I'm not waiting anymore. When someone pops into my mind and and onto my heart, you will hear from me. And I'm not going to say I challenge you to do the same thing. Because honestly, that shouldn't be a challenge. But I just want to share with you what my heart feels and just suggest it to you. Don't let those moments pass where you don't let that person know that you were thinking about them that day. Don't give up, don't complain, and just keep pressing on. That's something else that Eddie taught me. In a lot of our phone calls, when I would answer, he'd say, hey Jen, what are you doing? And I would say, oh, just getting dinner ready, doing this. Okay, well, I'll let you go. No, 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 I'm okay. We can talk. I'm just getting ready to prep dinner. And then he, I would say, well, how are you doing? And he would tell me, you know, if, if he was in the hospital or if he was at home. And he'd share with me some of the things the doctors have said, some of the things that they're deciding to do, some of the things that maybe he didn't want to have to do. But he didn't complain about it. He just talked to me. He just shared with me whatever it was that was going on. And then before you knew it, we were joking about stuff and laughing about other stories and talking about times when he was on the truck and um, just silly stuff. And we always ended our call laughing before we'd have to hang up. He didn't complain. And he was hurting so much. He had gone through more than I have seen anybody else go through. But he didn't complain. One other thing that I want to share with you as well is... um, You know, when my mom or other family members would tell me something else... You know, had happened with Eddie. Or he was back in the hospital. I got so tired of sending the messages back or, or speaking over the phone. Well, we're still praying for him. And I know... You know, we have we have been taught to say those words, I'm praying for you. I'll keep praying for them. They're in my prayers. But I just couldn't stand saying those words because they were, again, so cliche. And so it just got to a point where instead of saying, you know, we'll be praying for you, next time we got Eddie on the phone, we we just prayed with him. So why do we always say, I'm praying for you, and we don't really pray with the person? When they need to hear it the most, they need to have their faith built up, and so do we. We can have all the faith in the world for someone to be healed, for someone to to feel better, for someone to get well, for someone to um get up and 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 find that strength to do something we can have all the faith in the world but if that person doesn't have faith if that person doesn't have the strength we can pray for them but they have to do it too they have to act on it they have to believe for themselves and what better way to help build that faith and that strength than to pray with them so that they can hear those powerful words out of our mouth so they can hear the faith that we have that we're speaking over them and they can believe with us they have to believe as well and so this one I will challenge you on that in the moments where you have an opportunity to pray for someone pray with someone pray with them So they can hear that prayer, and they can be encouraged, and lifted, and raised, and strengthened, and reminded of how much God loves them. Pray with them, not just for them. You know, I have such an amazing brother. I actually have an amazing sister and an amazing second brother. (laughs) All three of them. And I am so blessed and so grateful to have them as my siblings. But with Eddie He was an amazing brother And I can sit here And wish that I had more time with him And wish that I would have Taken more time to spend with him Or to talk to him um, Or to visit him But I refuse to do that Right now I choose To be grateful For the four days Those four wonderful days of precious moments with him that amount to so much more than our entire life because of what was shared between the two of us and between my sister and I with him and my sister-in-law and my mom and my aunt, each one of us together with him, spending time with him. So if you've lost a loved one, Or you have someone in your life that is sick and you're believing for healing. Or maybe everybody's well and all is good. Take every moment that you can. Every moment is precious because you never know when it's the last. Again, so cliche, we hear it all the time. But it's so true. And I experienced that these past several weeks. But the life lived... Those four days were so precious and so powerful. I want to leave that with you today. And I want to thank you for giving me this time to just share with you um, my brother's life. You know, and it took me a while to get around to this episode. Because I didn't want to jump right back into the podcast without honoring my brother. Without sharing. What a wonderful human being he was so go and tell someone that you love them send a random text send an email if they're old school jump on social media not everything has to be public it's those private moments that we have to just say hey I'm thinking about you just want to tell you I love you I appreciate you and I'm praying for you if you ever need anything just reach out even if it's been years. You never know what you do for someone's life and in their life. When you just take a moment to tell them you love them. And so, thank you for listening today and for joining me again on um, on the Expressions of Destiny podcast. I can't even talk anymore now. Um, and I look forward to uh, jumping back into our business episodes and our Faith Failed Fridays But until then, I just want to say thank you for listening. And um, I will talk to you later this week. God bless.